This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. To cuddle. I hugged hard bodies the other night. To marry. Or to trash. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's real trouble. That. That is the question. All right. All right. This is not easy for you, is it? No, especially because I have to do my job. So oftentimes, I pride myself on being able to separate the fan version of myself from the professional version of myself because I do think the first one can impact the second. Because you have to come up with questions and topics now, with the Niners, it's not often a problem because they're an out-of-market team, things like that. And with the you know the locals, I often feel how the majority of you feel. But you do feel a sense in a big game when the Niners lose. Like I'm, if you're looking for me to just rip them, I have problems with some things. But I'm not that I'm not I'm not going to do that. I don't I don't. It's not genuine for me. But I need to ask this question because I, I think it's pertinent and topical. So, the Chiefs are great for all the reasons that have been laid out. You don't need me to tell you. But, we have spent time talking about the teams that will inevitably get caught in this window and not win because of Mahomes, much like Brady did, much like Jordan did, etc. Which team from the 2023 season... Brady didn't keep every team from winning, by the way. Yeah, he had, a, he had like a 10-year window where he opened it back up. But which team from 2023 should feel worse about their shortcomings to the Chiefs, because these are all teams that the Chiefs eliminated, relative to their window to win, meaning how the future looks, cap-wise, talent, age, all those things. Is it the Niners? Is it the Baltimore Ravens? Or is it the nemesis in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills? The Beals. Buffalo Beals, some would say. Um, hmm. I'm going to try. So, so the one that I think he's affecting the most, they're affecting the most, would be the Mary, right? Yes. I'm going to trash the Niners. I mean, the Niners get there. So, yes, that they're in the way, but they're in the way at the very final stage. So, I'm going to trash the Niners. I think Buffalo is still the best team in that division. Sorry, Rick. Like they win that division again, I'm going to uh, going to cuddle Buffalo. Aww. I'm going to marry Baltimore, and I'll tell you why I'm going to marry Baltimore. I don't know that you ever get another, a better chance than this. Your division is tough. Cleveland is very good defensively; they're excellent. If they can figure it out with Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow, I mean, is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So I don't know that you're going to win your division. You had a home playoff game against a team that was not in the same stratosphere as you in, in Houston. You beat them up. You should have. You had a home playoff game against Kansas City, and you went exactly away from your game plan. I'll marry the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's a great question, RJ. I want I want to commend you. This is not easy what you're doing right now. Um, I'm going to trash. I'm going to trash San Francisco because I think their road back to the Super Bowl is easier in the NFC. Uh, plus, listen, Brock Purdy, I mean, he's making no money currently, and he's this is his first full year as a starter. He's only going to get better. 
I'll trash them. Ah, uh, who? Now, this is where we have issues. So, Josh Allen, this upcoming season, counts $47 million on the cap. Woo! And I don't know what the hell's going on with Steph Diggs. But, but, David, for the reasons that you mentioned, they could also blame injuries on defense. I know they had a home game, a home playoff game against uh, against Kansas City. But I'm going to cuddle Buffalo. Aww. I'm going to marry Baltimore. I well mean, done. that division, that division, Joe Burrow coming back. Uh, it looked like Deshaun Watson was starting was starting to figure it out there at the end. I mean, Pittsburgh, they just find ways with Mike Tomlin. So I will marry, uh, I'll marry Baltimore. Uh, RJ, <laughs> before you get to question two, can I quickly interject? Sure. You're listening to DNR 98.7 ESPN WEPN-FM, New York. That's nice. Thank you. That's nice. So, saw over the weekend... So, you um, sound so sad. I am sad. <laughs> oh, man. Some rumblings, reports even, some might say, that the New England Patriots are shopping the number three pick overall in the draft. So I like to, every once in a while, take the temperature of the room here. If you were one, Joe Shane, Cuddle Mary Trash, how your approach would be to the draft as it relates to a quarterback. Are you just sticking with Daniel Jones? Are you picking up the phone to try to trade up to the number three overall pick? Or are you okay if you draft a quarterback second round or later? Oh, another good one. So are, you I, really, are, are you sure you'd like to take the temperature of everyone in this room? Uh, not the way Dave likes. Right. To take I, don't, I don't like it. It's how it was done. Yeah, so you say. Um, so I will say also as, a, as an addendum. Maybe that's an OnlyFans kind of thing, too. <laughs> it's an ideal for you. I'd be like a sexual camel. It's content, yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. There's real trouble. Oh, you pick up those ice cubes and put them right to work. <laughs> that was awful with that spilled over. <laughs> now, I, for some context, because you might be wondering, what would it take to get up from six to three? Well, very lucky for us. We have the neighbors of the Giants, the Jets, to look at the framework of a possible idea. So the Jets, when they moved up to get uh, Sam Darnold, they went from six to three. They swapped in the first round, so they went back from three to six. They gave up two second rounders in that year's draft and a second the next year. So for the right to swap six to three, they gave up three seconds as an idea of what it might cost. Mm -hmm. So would you give up 39, 47, and next year's second round pick? Yeah, like, I mean, which face, let's face it. I mean, if the kid is oh, ends up good, being the guy, it. no one cares. Right, here's the risk you, right, well, here's the risk you run with that. All right, so I'll make it easy to start. I'm going to, what'd you say, is stick with Daniel Jones? Yeah. All right, I'll trash that one. Risk you run with trading what you're going to have to trade to get up to number three is now you get the third, the third of the quarterbacks, and you don't control it. So if Caleb Williams goes one, now you have to, like, you have to equally – like Drake May as much as you like Jaden Daniels, or, or, vice or you wait until the second wait until quarterback's the last second. been taken, and then and then you make the deal. Then correct. All right, I'm gonna marry, trade, whatever it takes to get up to three. I'll cuddle the uh, take a quarterback in the second round or Aww. later, and I'll trash the uh, Daniel Jones. Um, I mean, I could sit here and give you rationale and reasoning to be different, but I agree across the board. Yes. So I'll just leave it at that. So. What would your thoughts be, Dave, if they did land Drake May? I I mean, if if that's the guy that they deemed as the one they want, I'd be ecstatic about it. 
I only ask because I've, I've just based on what I, you know, I try to peruse. This is before the weekend when I still like sports. And I read in a couple places. I'd be curious to ask Mel about this next time we have him on. I think he's the third guy now. Daniels is too? I think so. And I actually read one thing that said that if Drake May does not go three, I'm not saying he's going to slide like to the back or out of the first round, but he could slide a few picks. So it's not insane to think that he could be there at six. Wow. That well, under- you know what? If they really like him and they grab him at six... I mean, it's the one thing you trust this regime with is the quarterback. They've they've made every quarterback really the best version of themselves. So whoever it is that they like and they deem they want, they take them at six, I'm in. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's likely. I just think I, – I didn't even think that was possible, like, when the season started. Things change a lot, though, yeah. right? I mean, because we talk about it for so long. We haven't even had the combine yet. Correct. And, the, yeah, they'll change again, right? I mean, Brian Dable got Tommy DeVito a uh, pizza commercial. Boy, I saw that. Tommy DeVito's making – He really cashed it on that. He's making minutes, money. Huh? Where where are the people that said Tommy DeVito was the future quarterback of the Giants? I'd I'd love to talk to those people. They still have jobs, B- but why? Because uh, well, you can say whatever you want. Great. Shut up. Mm, wow. So, a lot of coffee talk today, but a theme that's developed. Raymond has ties to coffee. Money Tumor apparently has ties to coffee. Didn't know any of this. Uh, but you brought up the your favorite commercial of the Super Bowl, which was the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And you were very complimentary of, of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So uh, not currently a sponsor of us. So uh, I, I think the runway is clear if we want to be honest about something. It's a cup of coffee in the big time, yeah. And Dave, I, I begin with you. Mm-hmm. Where do you trust most to get your morning beverages from? Oh, Catalina. Well, here's what's interesting. Oh. Is it Catalina? Mm-hmm. Is it the Raymond Santiago coffee farm? Or is it a chain restaurant or a chain coffee shop? Because this requires you to answer something. Raymond has gifted you countless coffee beans. Not countless. He gifted me a bag of coffee. Have you opened it? Yeah. Mm. Yep. And you enjoy it, right? I do. That's right. So now what? He was massaging his nipples with it on his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I mean, Raymond made a video with his coffee. So the fornication. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. Is that what you'd like to see? <laughs> like, like maybe the... I'll feed my. Maybe I'll feed myself coffee, like like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold the you beans over spo- my. You eating spoon spoonfuls of. Uh... Spoonfuls of coffee grinds. Those Roasted yeah. coffee beans. Maybe it's just Dave with the ice cubes and the coffee grinds like raining down on him. Bulbous. Yeah. Right, right on my chest. Like Dave's naked body is like a coffee, a, playing. A, a coffee luge. Um, I mean, here, Hot, here, sticky, sweet. Here's the difference. <laughs> Cataline provides me with, with the tea. Now, Hello, my tea. typically a huge coffee guy. Okay. But the Santiago family brand is magnificent. Okay. I'm going to marry Cataline. Mm. I'm going to cuddle the Santiago brand. And I'm going to trash chain coffee. Yeah, this is easy, RJ. This is an easy answer for me. I am trashing Cataline. (laughs) Honestly, you wonder why he doesn't like you. You wonder why when I see him every day, he's like, I like you better than Rick. This is why. Hello, Martin. I wouldn't go near his coffee. Trashing him. I'll cuddle the chain. And then you better believe I'm marrying Raymond's Raymond's butt beans. Love those things. (laughs)
<laughs> you really are something else. Oh, my God. How dare you do that to Cataline? My uh, first cousin, and uh, he just handed me beans. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> like, like a lateral. <laughs> I'll block for you, Rod. Oh, my goodness. Now you've got the beans. Is so, that it? Nope, one more. Oh, That's not it. Good. Good. So, I was just making sure. What are you new? <laughs> usually, usually a four-pack. Nice. It's always four. So oh, shut up. So today, do you know what today is? Today's Don LeGreca's birthday. That's right. Yeah. Happy birthday, Don. This one's going to be tough for Rick, I think. But it needs to be asked. We're on a hot streak of birthdays. We all got together last week. It was wonderful for the birthday brunch of Raymond Santiago. Uh, of, of By the way. I paid for that whole thing. You feel that hasn't been brought up enough? <laughs> enough? Probably not. <laughs> Let's see. You want to show how much it was? $169. (laughs) Shut up. What percentage was your tip? You remember? 20%. How about the additional tip? None. (laughs) I remember everything about that. So it wasn't a tip. Yes, it was. was What do you mean it wasn't a tip? Gratuity. (laughs) Gratuity is tip. Yeah, but they don't give you a say in the matter. Oh, my God. You're paying it. I was going to leave 20% regardless. They were just being sure. Rick, would you have left uh, an additional tip? Oh, uh, yeah. I see. Yeah, because he has money to burn. I don't have no, money stop. to burn. Please, That's stop. not what John Winthrop tells me. I had a whole meeting about how you make a lot of money. Great. Anyways. Cut my trash. Which of these birthdays? I almost said something so mean. I'm glad I caught myself. Oh, boy. It was. It would have been terrible. Who was it directed at? You. What I do? Well, that's not what John Winthrop tells me. Oh, thank God I caught he's, myself. He's very close. I, that's I what felt, that tells I would have felt so guilty. If, if you poke at him a little more, nope. the truth will come out. Nope. What were you going to say? No, I'm not going to tell you. No, now I want to know. I was going to say your baby's adorable. Mm. That's not nice. Adorable. I don't think <laughs> that's, that's what you nice. were going to say. It was, reverse, exactly. it was reverse psychology to get you to say the mean thing. Nope. Not oh. going to happen. Now I know it's in there, though. I don't like that. Well, Cuddle Mary Trash, which of these February birthdays means the most to you? Is it Raymond? Is it Don? Or is it Michael K? This question is not fair. I no, didn't put him up fair. to this. Just putting that out there. Is this is this February birthdays just in general or just like this year's February birthdays? Does that what change that? Does uh, it change the landscape? I, I see what he's trying because to do. Because it's the 40th I, for Ray? I see so what he's trying birthday. to do. Yep. Okay. We'll go this year's. Oh. Who's up first, Dave? You gave him an out. No, you. Oh, I'm up first. Uh, I'm trashing LaGreca. Wow. Oh dear. Right in the trash. Um I'm Get going out! to I'm gonna cuddle I'm gonna cuddle Michael Ooh. for this one. Oh. This year's birthday, and I'm marrying Raymond's 40. It's a big one. He didn't think he'd make it to 40. He was surprised by that. Very surprised. Um never thought I'd reach this date. <laughs> I'm gonna marry Raymond. I mean Raymond's part of our show. Uh I'm going to Cuddle Don. I think Don and I would be great cuddlers. And I, I have no issue with Michael. I'm That's thrilled he meat. made it to another birthday. But um, he doesn't speak nicely of me, and for that reason, I'll trash him. He did say a couple weeks ago he could beat you up. Whatever. I mean, you wonder why he doesn't like you. Well, because I called him old and he got all upset. I don't like a thing. It's not. You think it's nice to call someone old? No, but that, I mean, by definition, he's he's old. Oh, uh, maybe. What if he lives to if he lives to ninety eight? Still, listen, he's still two thirds of the way. Is he though? What would you even call old? I, I think anything over sixty is considered old. Oh. Mm. 
I mean, just just by definition alone. <laughs> Whose definition? Webster. <laughs> look it up. Look, look, Google right now while we're sitting here in front of God and everybody. What <laughs> age is old? Google it. What age is old? (laughs) Google does tell me sixty years old. See, but is that what it says? (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you. But it's not like it's a it's like a cited source. uh, But it's Google. I mean, it's telling you. It's subjective. No, it's not subjective. It's definitive. When you reach sixty, you're now considered old. I see. Well, it's it's drawing its its information. (laughs) Its information is being drawn off of Wikipedia. Okay, and everybody looks at Wikipedia for everything. Yeah, but see, here's the other one. It says something that is old is no longer in good condition because of its age or because it has been used a lot. Right. I know you're an old man. I'm old, I'm too. I'm not an old man. Michael's in excellent condition. The United Nations considers anything over 60 to be old. So I'm looking at something on the Atlantic, and this says, this, this is not good. Referring to a broader group, old is a term we often use for people age 50 and up. You old, stupid man. Get so old. I, I'm, I'm looking at this. See, I don't this comes th- from I, the World I, Health Organization. Oh, the old who? Right. And that's as legitimate as it gets. In 2001, anything over 50 was considered old. Current day, anything older 60 is considered old. See, I don't think either of those are true. For me, I can't argue with that. You're only as old as you feel. Yeah, I don't think well, 60 is old. What do you consider old? Uh, anything, I'd say past 70. 70. I agree. Past 70. All right. So in your own personal definition, Michael, not old. If you go by the World Health Organization, which runs the world, old. You think he could beat you up, though? <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. I don't, what I don't understand about our workplace is why every time there's a disagreement, it's like, I'd like to fight you. We're all predisposed to violence I mean, here. we're unbelievable. <laughs> don't know what to tell you. Brady's Look. still the GOAT. I'll punch you right in the face. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Welcome to New York. I said I said a couple weeks ago, and I feel badly because he obviously got upset. You know, I called Michael old. I get a, a text seconds later. I can I can maul you. I'll fight you. I want to fight you. And I just responded like, okay. And he said, I can he, he kill said, you. He said he'd maul you. Uh, you want me to tell you exactly how it went down? <laughs> oh boy, I I'm can. not sure that I do. I can kill you. Yeah. Um, he says <laughs> he pulled the Ryan Leaf on you. This. Quote, old man would kick your ass. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I said, sure. And he said, no doubt. I said, okay. Ugh. Was it I, I La- Larry Merchant? Was it? The, the, he said if I was younger to Floyd Mayweather, I'd kick your ass. Oh, yeah. You were big mad. Hey, but you see what Dave does, though. It just incites it. It just makes it worse. How did I incite anybody? I could kill you. Like, yep. Okay. Oh, You're so, so dismissive. So he could kill me. So change the facts. Yeah, you're, but you're so dismissive in a way that you don't, you clearly don't believe it. You don't agree. You think you'd win. No, he's much bigger than me. Maybe he would. I don't know. It's not really something I've given any any thought to. Don, I'm confident, would destroy me. How about Beach Bash? We owe we, we, you and Michael up and we have a little fight. No, because I, I was told I don't have to go to Beach Bash, so you, why don't you fight him? <laughs> just, just right Rick has there. no reason to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Rick loves the guy. This guy. This guy. More diva what? by the day. Seriously, I was told. I, <laughs> I was told I don't have to go to Beach Bash. Oh, you get told a lot of things. I don't you're you're, you're going to really... represent the show that day. I don't think you were really told that though. Okay. See, he did oh, it again. Call, call him out. Call him out. That, that's why Michael's mad at you because you had that he, reaction. Why is he mad? Because <laughs> you're so dismissive. I made RJ laugh. Oh, you did. My work here is done. Even though you were going to say a mean thing to me.
Well, I was. Thank well, God I didn't I say know I felt guilty all day long. What did it pertain to? No. What did it pertain to? I'm not telling you. We'll get it out of them. No, you won't. I'm a vault. Yeah, you're right. I am Who a vault. Who the hell are you? I'm the opposite of a vault. I got information on everybody here. I would never say a word. <laughs> we all know true. that's not true. true. Oh, we we all know that's not no, true. That's true. No, he does say he has information on everybody. That's on true. everybody. Oh, not not the information thing. I'm not not that part. I don't I don't doubt it. You've got your sources. I'm you just saying. Multiple. You 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 give people up. No, I would not. How many times, Rick, have you asked me to tell you something like I'm so I can't tell you? Uh, yeah, actually, he's pretty good with that stuff. If you tell me something in confidence, I put it in the vault, and I never, I never. You got to make sure you tell him though. You got to make sure when you tell him, hey, this is a this yes is in the vault. Maybe yes. that's the difference. You need to say like vault this away, and then yeah. I vault it. Absolutely. Um, let, let's get back to the calls. Then let's get to this Pete Alonzo story, please. Ira in Staten Island. Is it in Staten Island? I guess it must be on Staten Island, right, Ira? Uh, on Staten Island. I grew yeah. up in Brooklyn. I don't know how many, but yeah, on Staten Island. And uh, yeah, be careful, man, because a bad, bad job by the city. Come home from swimming this morning. They didn't salt it into anything, so the roads are really bad. So people got to drive safe. Um, I just want to get, I forgot to touch base with you guys yesterday with Hardman. You know, it, it, it's unbelievable how good organizations know what to do with certain players. And even though, listen, he didn't put up crazy numbers, but in, in the biggest moment, in the biggest game, guy gets three catches. Wasn't his fault that Pacheco fumbled on the goal line. He set them up on a two-yard line. He catches a winning Super Bowl a touchdown, and yet the Jets, for some God-saken reason, didn't know how to get this guy on the field. It really is pretty remarkable. And thanks for the call, Ira. Is it though? Yes. Yes. Does it surprise? Does it surprise you? It doesn't the, surprise the, me, Nathaniel but it, it's, re- it's remarkable that you have a guy that. At a minimum, should be used as a decoy for his speed, and you 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 have him inactive in games. No, but yes. that's a, but that that was my biggest problem with it the entire time, was that you know exactly how to get him the ball, and it doesn't have to it doesn't have to involve your quarterback throwing it to him. Like you can't say like, oh hey, you know this guy's skill set, we can't really take advantage of because our quarterback can't get him the ball. No, no, he, no, we we know why he's on the team. A jet sweep him. There are plenty of ways to get the ball in his hands. Absolutely, and they chose not to do it. Because the second Aaron got hurt, it's like everything just fell apart. And Nathaniel Hackett had no freaking clue how to do anything. I think that was pretty obvious, right? Yeah, very obvious. Uh, let's go to Nat and Branchburg. Hi, Nat. Hello. How are you doing, guys? Doing Good. Good, good. Hey, listen, love your show. Um, I love, like, all the different personalities. It's my first time calling. Well, thanks for making the phone call. What do you got today? Um, so um, I just want to let you know, um, I have one of my neighbors who – went to the Steelers-Cardinals Super Bowl years ago, um, and he's supposedly a diehard Steeler fan. He left that game with two minutes left in the game. I, I couldn't kill him. I was like, oh, my God, Wait, how could you do this? He left the game because of traffic. How, how? So he, like, again, he's a big spender. He goes, he's, uh, he goes first class everywhere he goes, but I, I guess he wasn't patient enough. He stayed for most of the game, and he wanted to avoid – traffic and avoid the hustle of get a uh, hustle and bustle of getting off the stadium i don't even know what to say i mean there's no way he's a, he's a true steelers fan he's a fraud right how how could you travel nice to call that how could you travel to a game spend huge amounts of money spend money on hotel and airfare and everything that goes along with it and with two minutes to go and your favorite team playing and one of the great endings in super bowl history get up and leave yeah that's tough once you made the commitment that's not, that's not even like a fraud. That's just a bizarre life decision. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. So I have the harder decision. Like I have the harder time figuring out what I would do. I think I would. I think I'd feel like I'd have to go to a Jet Super Bowl, but I don't know if that would be the most pleasurable way to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the Jets go to the Super Bowl. I think you have to be there in attendance. Right. No, listen. I think I would want to be there in attendance. I'm just. I. I, I don't. I don't love watching football games live. I agree with you. I feel like I'm missing things when I'm not watching it at home on the television. I actually think that the perspective is maybe even almost as good as if you watch it on TV. Yeah, they're like there are a lot of things that w- I would imagine that happened during the Super Bowl that you wouldn't really know happened if you were at the actual Super Bowl. Right. Right. I mean, I guess Greenlaw, they probably had to bring out the cart and all that with him. But no, I guess he actually got up and hobbled off, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he hobbled off, then they brought the cart out. Yeah, you might not have known like how severe that was. Like, yeah, like, things, did you see, you don't did know. You see, like, do you see Travis Kelsey run into Andy Reid? Is that right. something you see from the stands? Right. No, you have no idea. I think there's something, you know, they've done, they do a better job letting you know what's happening during the game when you're at the stadium now, but it's not as good as what you get on television. No, and I can imagine, though, too. Like, I mean, just the, the amount of breaks when we go to a regular season, like, we go to our tailgate and then we go to the game, just like the amount of breaks in between the action is probably, well, it's probably much worse during the Super Bowl game, too. Well, the like commercials that, take forever. Right, that's what I mean. Like, so you're sitting there at the game, like, with nothing going on. I don't know. I mean, listen, I would go just because I, you know, I, what's I your favorite? To, what's your favorite professional? Well, doesn't have to be professional. Baseball. Uh, baseball. Well, because you, you, like downtime is built in, and you you go there and you you socialize, and then you watch the game, right? Yeah, like um, listen, I think hockey is the best. I think hockey is the best live sport. It is good. I love going to hockey games, but as far as like just like the kind of the the day, like on a nice day, going a little bit early, taking the kids, relaxing. You're not as like you have to be like as intensely focused. A couple of adult beverages. I know, by the way, why you started the show in such a mood. Why? It just dawned on me. Well, I, it, it took you long enough. It just dawned on me. RJ, do you know why he's in a mood today? BU. Yeah, BU lost in the Beanpot final to uh, Overtime, yeah. Northeastern, yeah. yeah Outshot great. him by like 20 shots, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That's right. Northeastern all of a sudden has become like this, uh, like, like a wagon in the Beanpot. They just keep winning Beanpots. And that's why you're in a, in a way today. Uh, I wasn't happy about it, no. Yeah, and that's why you took shots at me. Uh, probably. Right. So Lashing you know what you out. do. The person closest to you, you go after them. Yeah, well, I'm with you for four hours. I got to lash out at somebody. You want to talk, talk it through? Uh, I'm no. here. I'd be a no, great therapist. That's... Go ahead, Rick. Talk it through. No, I don't think there's anything to talk through. I think I probably feel a little bit closer to you now that I went uh, I went to a game. You know, got to take take my son's team around the locker room. They treated me very well. So I kind of feel like I'm back, you know, back in. But this doesn't ruin their chances to win a national championship. No, it it doesn't. But still, it's a big deal. You know, it's a it's a big deal. The beanpot's what, a big deal. What percentage is the beanpot to the NCAA championship? Oh, I don't. It's not close. But all right. So if if they win the NCAA championship, this is irrelevant, right? It is. All right. It is. But like, listen, not no joke. Like part of the reason, most of the reason why I decided I wanted to go to BU was so I could play in the beanpot. Like I wanted to go to BU, BC, or Harvard because they I grew up going mm-hmm. to the Beanpot. My niece goes to BU. She was at the game last night. Yeah, that's crazy. Or the way you lunatics talk about it, Sherry's niece, but I consider her my niece. Well, I don't say that. Well, that's what Winthrop said the other day. Well, because Winthrop doesn't get—he doesn't understand uh, close relationships. He's like, it's not really my niece. It's her. It's yeah. You know, well, he was trying to explain wife's... the whole the whole brother-in-law thing. Well, which I thought was ridiculous. Hey, he's a he's a strange guy. He's got some. some I actually wanted to be a paleontologist. <laughs> I love whenever we bring up John and how odd he is. You have him s- sitting there saying, "Like I wanted to be a paleontologist." <laughs> but we love him. 
There's nothing like this is uh, we overlook stuff for people you know we love. Yeah, we do. It's just like one of his little quirky things. Oddest person at the station. Oh. Who now that we got a lot of odd people at the station. Oddest person at the station. <sighs> that's a t- that, that really uh, that's a tough question. All right, I think you take. I think you're not. Well, you got your issues though. I will go off issues, but I don't think my issues are odd issues. Uh, all right, let's ask the guys that that won't that are behind the scenes. Raymond, oddest person at the station. I gotta think about this. All right, why don't you both think about this? I think Grasa could be one of the oddest. Grasa is odd. I think Ross could be pretty odd. I mean, but I think I think everybody on air is odd. Larry's not odd. Uh, no. Gordon Gordon's got some demons, I think. Gordon Gordon is odd. Anita odd. Michael odd. Don odd. Peter odd. I'm odd. You're odd. Bart odd. Alan. Maybe Alan's not odd. I don't know, but I mean Gross lives in a house he doesn't know how many rooms are in it. That's odd. And then every two seconds we'll change his voice to someone else's voice. I think that kind of also lives in a big house looking for a bigger house. That's odd. <laughs> that's your guy. Yeah, that's uh, that's odd. RJ uh, once called out Gordon for his demons. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, Gordon, and wants help, call one eight seven seven eight hope ny Wow. RJ could be nasty. Really? He has that nasty, nasty vibe in him, doesn't he? Yeah. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I think of, of the precipitations, though. I would rather drive in the snow than like a real heavy rain. I don't think either are good, though. No, I don't think so either. But if you had me, if I had to choose, like the real heavy rain where it's like your windshield wipers go, you can barely you can't see. Any, see, I hate that. No, it's not. It's not fun, especially if it's dark out. 
Yeah, I don't drive as well in the dark as I used to, which is not great. Well, that's because you have glasses now that you refuse to wear. No, no. I, that, no. You know what? Speak of what you know. That's not true. <laughs> so why? Then, I ha- tell me they're that. reading glasses. Then why don't you like driving in the, in the dark? Well, because the, the, if you want to know the honest truth, the bright lights coming in the other direction kind of, I don't know, I don't see it great. When, when blinding a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I'm not um, a big fan of the people that just keep their, their high beams right on your face. Fan of the people. They should go to jail, those people. Right, uh, right in your eyes. Oh, my God. Have some respect, for God's sakes. All right. Um, so the Mets and Pete Alonzo. Scott Boris is his agent now. It doesn't feel like this is going to come to a like a happy conclusion. Here, Here's my take. I'm, I don't want them to trade him. I feel like that's the direction we're going in. What will annoy me is if the Mets don't go to the postseason – don't sign Pete Alonso. Don't trade Pete Alonso and lose him for nothing. That to me is the worst potential outcome you could have in this situation. Right? Yeah, you don't want to be in a uh, John Tavares situation. No. Who, by the way, I mean, would have been traded if it wasn't for uh, someone saying that uh, that wasn't allowed to happen. So, in defense of of the people that were making those decisions, what do you mean? Um, owner, owner said that you're not allowed to trade him. I can't. I can't say anything. But well, you uh, just did. I didn't say anything. You, well, you, said, you, I, you walked us up to it. You brought it up. Hey, listen, I didn't say it. You said it. Um, I, I think it's going to come down to So his name was mentioned last year with, of all teams, Milwaukee. Right. right. And, and the Cubs, too, I know, are highly interested. And the Cubs like him, too. I think it depends on how, how Pete Alonso values himself. Because right now, like, I mean, if you're David Stearns and you look at the contract that Matt Olson just signed and you look at the production that Matt, Matt Olson is... It, is giving the Braves. I mean, last year, so one of Pete's greatest assets, I think, outside of the power, is he's always available. Availability, right? yep. mm-hmm. So Matt Olson, same thing. So in 2020, they played 60 games. He played 60 games. 2021, 156. 22, 162. 2023, 162. Last year, he had 54 home runs and had 139 RBI. Matt you're, Olson, talking about, you're talking Olson. Yeah, Matt Olson right. signed a eight-year, $168 million deal. How old is Matt Olson? Uh, he is 29. Will be and how 30. old is Alonzo? Pete will be 30 in December. Right. So so that that's your parameter. Great first baseman. Olsen, by the way, better defensive first baseman yes. than Alonzo. Great first baseman, 8 for 168. Then what is Alonzo going to want? He's going to want well over $200 million. Right. But that's what it goes back to. How does he value himself? So he hired Scott Boris. Now, does he, because of you know being the face of the franchise, Matt Olsen is not the face of the Atlanta Braves franchise. Pete, Pete Alonzo would make the argument that he is a you know, homegrown player that's the face of the franchise. And he feels like he's probably closer to, to Aaron Judge than he is Matt Olson. Well, I think that's ridiculous. Okay, but I'm just saying that's a, that's another reason why you would you know you would sign Scott Boris as your agent. So according to Spotrack, has Pete Alonso's market value at? All right. Thir- so how, how long is the deal for? Is this is this per year? Uh this is per year. I got uh, this is on a this is on a nine year deal. Nine year deal. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna say Spotrack looks at him as 32 a year. Uh wow. God, you're good. Really? Yeah, uh, just over, almost 33, 32.9. So, so they're talking about almost $300 million. Yeah, they have his comparables as Lindor, Correa, Machado, and Devers. So you're looking at nine years, $300 million. Yeah, which they're not going to. They're not going to do it. I don't think the Mets going to do that. There's no way they're going to do it, which, again. Because why would I'm, you already have done it? You, you'd be done. And, and you maybe would have even gotten a little better deal if you got it done when he still had a little bit of time. And you just extended to the end of it, right? Right. Well, especially if years were something that were being considered. Like, if he wanted a certain amount of years, like it, it'd be better for me to have, even before last year. Like um, when you were trying to get guys done, get him done. 
if you wanted to point to age, well, hey, you're going to be 30 in December. We don't want to give you, you know, eight years or nine years or whatever you're looking for. If you did it before last year, now all of a sudden you're only taking it to, what, if he's 20? You know what I mean? Like you're, you're actually at the back right. end. Right, now you take it to 36 years. or 37 if right. you give him eight or nine years. I right. agree, but I, I think this is a very slippery slope for the Mets because I'd almost, I don't want this to happen, but I'd almost prefer to be out of it by the trade deadline. So it's like, all right, we have to trade him. Now you get big value in return, and now you, you bolster the farm system. The worst thing is if you're you know kind of in contention – you don't trade them. You hang on to them. You fall out of contention when you get to you know mid-August, and then you have them, and there's nothing you can do. Well, I mean, you don't see that being a real issue? That's uh, a real concern of mine, absolutely. Uh, it should be. I mean, you're, you're talking about last year, 84 wins got you a wild card. 84. Right. And, it's, and, it, the, it, and the Mets should be able to compete for 80-plus wins. Right. And I, Buck Walter said the other day, like, he stands by it. Had they, had they stuck the course, they would have been... He said they would have been right there to make the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, you get Edwin Diaz back. That's got to be worth something. Right. And I think Marte, Marte was not himself. Well, Marte barely played last season. Right. I mean, he was dealing with the, he come off the double hernia. You got Alvarez another year. Lindor, Nimmo, McNeil. I, I think they should, they should offensively be good enough. I mean, the questions come now all of a sudden, like, what are you throwing out after Senga? Um, I mean, that's they have so many question marks. Like, what what's Severino going to be? Is it going to be last year's Severino? Or is it going to be you know from four years ago Severino? Well, like it's I mean, but you got a couple of those. I right, think like you have a, like like four of those low risk, high reward guys that you're not really sure of. Right? I mean, so I think there's a real chance that they're right there. And now, what do you do? Because you know, I mean, you know, Pete's going to play, and you know, Pete's going to produce. I mean, he's, right. since he's got in the league, he's He's probably the best power hitter, pure power hitter in, in Major League Baseball. See, this to me is like a Sophie's Choice kind of situation. So now I'm going to hang on to him, and you know Mets luck won't make the playoffs, and then I'll get nothing for Pete Alonso and he'll walk. That's the risk that you run. That sucks. I just don't know. I don't understand why when they were going through the guys that they wanted to lock up. Like you give Nim, you know, you take care of Nimmo, you take you know, taking care of McNeil. Why you wouldn't want to take care of this guy? Like why, why wouldn't this be a deal that you prioritized? Yeah, I don't know. But the, but it's but it's pretty obvious that they made a statement that they didn't want to sign him to any kind of a deal. Yeah, which I, I mean, again, where are you getting the power from if it's not him in this lineup? Well, the only thing I'll say is before you can jump to conclusions and say you didn't keep Alonzo and you lose all that power. If you don't spend two hundred and fifty million dollars on him, you're gonna have to spend it elsewhere this offseason. Right. So is the plan? Hey, you know, hey, we'll. I mean, we'll get as much as we can out of Pete. If we're not in it, we'll trade him because we want to make sure we have enough money yes. set aside for yes. Juan Soto. That, that that's the answer. We're gonna we're gonna milk him for everything we can get out of him. If we're done by the trade deadline, we're gonna move him, and if not, we'll 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 bite the bullet. We'll lose him, and we'll spend the money elsewhere. Yes, that's what they'll yeah, do. It, but again, this is this this conversation we're having right now makes me feel the same the same way when we have the conversation about Saquon. It's just like you have a guy that wants to be that wants to be a Met, was drafted by the Mets, has a real chance to be probably the best position player, you know, position player Met of all time. And as far as the Mets are concerned, you know, that they're not really prioritizing him. Yeah, but I understand the hesitation cuz you want to have 36-year-old Pete Alonso. Well, if it's thirty-six-year-old Pete Alonso or you know thirty-eight-year-old Juan Soto, I mean, 
Are we just not? Are, are we just not saying? Are, are we saying that we don't really? We don't really think that the first base position is that important. Uh, I think it's part of it. I mean, he's got better. He's not great defensively at, at first base, but he's gotten better defensively. Yeah, at first listen, base. he's available every day. He's a he's a probably defensively an average first baseman. He's got prodigious power, and he and plays he, every day. And he's in the middle of your lineup, right? I mean, there's a lot of positives. But if if Olsen's making X, are you willing to spend X plus, you know, an exponential number? That's a big number to increase it by. It is a big number, and I think it's so. So again, I think it, for me, it's going to come down to. I'm sure you'd be crazy not to want to keep him, but at the right number. And if he says, you know, I'm as far as I'm concerned, I'm more, you know, I'm more Aaron Judge than I am Matt Olson. It's like, well, I mean, I can't. Like, how do I justify that? Right. I don't think you can, and I don't think you will. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. All right, before we get to the Mets calls, the guys have some questions to answer. Raymond, most odd person at the station. Got to tell you. Yeah. And I love the guy. You love him. I think Mike Brancher's a little odd. R- Mike Brancher. Wow. I wouldn't. I would never go with Brancher. You never go with Brancher. He's, he's, he's got beautiful lips. <laughs> no, he's got. He he fully embraces the uh, the weirdness of Rick. For one, I have a new answer. By the way, oh, do you now? Most yeah. odd. Uh, most odd. And this could be anybody, right? Uh, yeah, well, you should explain who they are if you're going off of you know not on air. But yes, anybody. Okay, I'm going off air. I know Dave. who you're going. 
Let's tell, say it. You want you you really want me to get right into your psyche? Go right into, get right into my head. Is, you're going Steve Hart. Wow. Oh, you're going off beat now. Wow. You, you think I don't know you? That's unbelievable. It really is. <laughs> you unbelievable. Think I don't know you? Yeah, I mean, it's a, I feel like it's a no-brainer. Well, I don't even know what Steve Hart does. No, me either. Uh, the man served Russian dressing. As soup. As soup, yeah. Yeah, that he is pretty weird. <laughs> he heated it up. <laughs> and it was taken aback that people yeah. were, weren't loving the soup. It's not like it was like a gazpacho. The, heat, the man heated it up. <laughs> heated up mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> what are you having for lunch? More mayonnaise. <laughs> Imagine having a... Bu- How much would I have to pay you to have a bowl of Russian dressing as a, as a, like a, a side? It's like a, like a, like an appetizer. I yeah, can't recall. Did, did people know that it was Russian dressing, no. or was it? To, they were told no. it was soup. The story goes, they were having a big Thanksgiving meal. They were were given side like big large vats of of Russian dressing on the side, and he heated it up as soup, and served it. <laughs> yeah, he must have thought it was like squash soup or something, <laughs> right? Oh, it's, oh, it's the, a, a, a tint of mayonnaise. Oh, it's delicious. You got to give it a try. It's a, it's a cream based soup. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Oh. Like on it, you offer me two hundred dollars to eat a warm Russian dressing soup. I I'm good. Like a whole bowl? No, I don't think you could finish a whole bowl. No. I think you probably throw up on yourself. Yeah, I, I would. I'd hate to see if those people actually sucked it up and ate that. Like what? What his bathroom looked like after that? Um. So you're going. You're going, uh, Steve Hart. I'm going Steve Hart, closely followed by Harvey. That's a good one. Harvey, yeah. who's a producer in the evenings and weekends, is an odd guy. He buys. He buys. He buys himself, he buys himself his own birthday presents. presents. He wraps them and opens them and surprises himself. <laughs> God, I wonder. He shakes. He's like, I wonder what this could be. All right. He'll be a jersey. It's a. It's a. This is what I've wanted for years. That's Harvey. But you'll always be happy with the gift, right? Yeah, but you don't need to surprise yourself. (laughs) To wrap it up, he he went through all the trouble to make himself happy. Could you imagine if you weren't happy? Oh, what is this? I mean, who would get me this? (laughs) Yeah. It's like you don't, have to, you don't have to take yourself out to dinner before you, you start, do some stuff. Yeah? You start carsing yourself out. I mean, why, who, did, why, did you, why did I think I would need this? Does he not know me at all? Who would get me this? So, Raymond, you, you're going Mike Brown, sure? Yeah. I, now that, that you've brought Harvey into it, like, yeah. I, I may have to recant here. Because as far as I know, Mike's never bought a birthday gift for himself. No, that's an that's, odd That's pretty situation. good. He gets himself his own birthday cake, too. Yeah. And blows out the candles. And, and I never would have thought of Steve because, you know, he Steve's- sings himself happy birthday and then gives himself birthday punches, too. <laughs> <laughs> that part's unverified. RJ, where are you going? I think that's almost like flirting with yourself before you take advantage of yourself. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? I don't want to know where this is going. So, could you imagine if you tell yourself no? Yeah. <laughs> what, like, you, slap, like you, you slap leave your me own, alone. You slap your own hand? Like, how yeah. dare you? <laughs> What a, what a, dare touch me there. Well, what a punch the ego that would be. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm not I'm that a man kind of guy. I'm even, a man I, of even I don't want me. <laughs> you look in the mirror. Oh. <laughs> I mean, try a little bit. And I, we, we've been together literally my entire existence. It's like you don't even try anymore. Look at you. You don't care about me. <laughs> Did you cheat on me with this left hand? <laughs> oh, no. and, and there, it, and there yeah, he is. Yeah. And there it is. See, that, see, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. So I think I have to go. I, I think the drop was right. I think I have to go with Gordon. I, I love Gordon. He's a man of. He's a he he he's a, a cynic like like someone I've never really met before. Right. Because he 
So he doesn't do it anymore. I actually used to love when he did did this, which maybe that speaks to me as well. On his Instagram, he would post videos basically every day of people either having some kind of bad luck or getting hurt. Which and he I does kinda, it on Facebook now. Oh, is it? So he's a big TikTok guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he still posted. I think just the venue has changed. Yeah, I think he's moved it to a bigger platform, which I understand. But I and and I, I'm not even convinced he likes like he he's a Dolphins Anybody. fan. But I think he actually hates them more than he loves them. I, I think you're right. Like they made the playoffs, and he was like, "I don't know what's the matter. They suck." So <laughs> I don't. I was listening to his show, um, going into that first playoff game. Like, oh wow, I'm in the car uh, Saturday morning, ready to hear a little little playoff breakdown. And he's like, "I don't know." He was defeated before they actually lost. Now they did lose. I, and you but, know what? He was right to be yeah, defeated before they lost. Yeah, uh, but I'm I, sure his kid is probably a stone cold Bobo too. <laughs> well, I think uh, the only thing that really brings him joy nowadays is TikTok. Yes. If you were to ask him. I think his family brings him joy. Oh, no. I think it depends on the day. He's got a very think, happy family. He's got two like beautiful reliable. children. I don't do things just for attention. Hello? <laughs> like he, uh, uses, he uses like X now for like, like updates on the jet season. It's like a, a dumpster on fire rolling down the street. <laughs> he uses, he, he's got real schadenfreude when it comes to the <laughs> yeah. Jets. It he really uses, does. He uses X just to, I, I, th- I think, just bring himself joy and laughter now. By making everyone else mad. Right. Yeah. He's miserable with his own existence. Now he's going to bring everybody else down. Having said that, I this love... This is my sports porn. I, I, I love Gordon. Uh, uh, I don't know anybody that doesn't like Gordon. But I think you say odd. I think that's odd. that's the oddest I, I trait, think yeah. I think it's a good answer. So we got Browncher, Steve Hart, Harvey, and um, Gordon. I was texted by... Uh, Steve text me. He Look said, at me! I'm Aaron Rodgers! I put stuff up on the Instagram! Uh, if he recalls correctly, it was it was Italian dressing, not Russian dressing. Oh, all That's right. That's even worse. <laughs> they, they thought it was like what, 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 like the the wedding. What's it called? Uh, what, wedding Italian soup. Wedding, wedding Italian soup. wedding soup. <laughs> Where are the meatballs? There's no meatballs in this. This is very oily. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I love the fact that that's his defense. Yeah. No, uh, it was not Russian dressing. Uh, it was labeled. It was Italian correctly. dressing. Yeah. That we heat it up. All right, let's go to the calls on Pete Alonzo. Mike in the car. Hi, Mike. What's up, guys? Good morning. It's tough out here. But um, I had a couple things. So first thing is, for the listeners that want to be radio personalities one day, is the blueprint for being a radio personality being an odd person? That's the first thing. Just because Maybe. you guys mentioned almost everybody on the show, or excuse me, almost everybody on the station as odd. Second thing is, <clears throat> if you're trading Pete Alonzo, like, at what point during the season are you looking to do so? Are you going to look in? Are you going to look to do a fifty games into the year, sixty games by the trade deadline, like, or would you rather do it now? No, no, no. I, trade deadline. Why, why, why not milk it for all it's worth, and then I get to the trade deadline, and then if I'm done, I, yeah, sadly, I deal them. Well, I, I think because of what you said before we went to break, is that if I mean, if you are right there. And you have a chance to to get that that right. wild card. Now all of a sudden you keep him, and you lose him for nothing. But if I trade him now or fifty games in, how how can I possibly get a wild card? Oh, you're you're, you're not right. You're you're not like you're gonna go. I mean, you're gonna try. Listen, you're gonna try to be a playoff team. But I, I just I guess worst case scenario is is if you're right there and now you have to make a decision. Do we you know, do we keep him and try to get this, you know, get into the playoffs, or do we trade him? And if you do keep them and you don't make the playoffs or whatever happens and you lose them for nothing, that sucks too. Mets are tied for the wild for, for the for a wild card spot. Trade deadline is tomorrow. What do you do? I think I got to keep them. Yeah, 
I think so too. I mean, look at what look, look, look at Arizona just did. I mean, you got you got to try. I mean, if you're if you're gonna, who knows what's gonna happen in the playoffs? Yeah, I think you got to try as well. And I, and you you do have a lot of money that you can always fall back on at some point. Listen, I I do think too. I think a part of this probably is if I'm Pete Alonso, I also feel a way probably. Like I mean, we're sitting here. I'm not taken care of. My contract's not done. I show up every day. I play. Production's there now. Batting average last year stunk, but. I mean, for the most part, it's been right around. You know what I mean? Like, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. You're going to get the home runs. The batting average is going to be somewhere around. You're, you're probably going to get 245. Right. 245 yeah, to 260. He's going to hit 45-ish home runs and have 120 RBIs. Right. And then I look and over. Play 157 and, games. Yeah, but you also got two, right? I mean, you kind of you kind of measure your importance by how much you make, especially on your own team. And you got Francisco Lindor signs a 10-year, $341 million contract. He also plays short, though. Uh, right. But... Again, so it goes back to like, how do you value his position, too? Uh, let's go to Jennifer in Tampa. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. So I actually um, met Pete last week. He spoke at my work. I work for City. And he was down here in Tampa uh, talking about um, the Alonzo Foundation and different partnerships and things that they do. You know, they do a, a really nice thing in New York with, like, No Kid Hungry and providing meals and all that fun stuff. So that was really cool. Um, and not for nothing, if I wasn't such a big Yankees fan, man, I would have picked the mess that day. I fell in love with Pete. What a great guy. Just so affable, so friendly. There were some people brought their kids there, like high school kids, and they asked, you know, batting technique, and he was giving them advice. It was so cool. It was just such a cool thing. But um, one of the first questions that he got, because most of it was Q&A, was, you know, are you, are you going to stay with the mess forever? And, and he, you know, bless him, he handled it very well. He gushed about the Mets, how much he loved being a Met, how much he loved playing in New York for the Mets, um, and, you know, how great the Mets have been to him. He was just, you know, really nice about it. But then, you know, he kind of ended it with, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but if I had it my way, I would be a Met forever. Um, so he wants to be there. He loves the Mets. I think it's very clear that he loves the Mets, and it's very clear that he would stay if if they will – I, I would even, I got the impression though, right? that he would even take a bit of the, what's that? You think he takes a haircut to stay with the Mets? No. I was just going to say, I think he would take a bit of a hometown discount I because I think he really that. loved it. No, I think he'd say he's, I don't, what, I mean, not a big so hometown know, discount. Listen, just so you know, uh, what you say to your agent and what you say to your family behind closed doors is different than what you're going to say to a group of, of fans that are asking hundred percent. No, and I get that. And I get that. And, and I, I a hundred percent get that. And of course it was a political answer. What's the guy going to say? You know? Um, but he did, even before that question, was just, you know, talking about how much he loved the Mets and, and what they've done for him and stuff like that. And, um, I, and, and you know, again, this wasn't something that was recorded. There was no press there. No, but it just, but listen, um, how you just, just like from my experience being around, being an athlete, being around athletes, like you're going to, I'm sure he loves the Mets. But when push comes to shove, like how he answers the question to you, to the fans, because, I mean, you want the fans on your side. It's, yeah, listen, I love it here. I want to be a Met for life. Like, he's also, he's, he's also doing his own kind of negotiating through the, through the media, through the fan base. Sure. Absolutely. Because, right, I mean, he, he loves the Mets for maybe a couple million less a year. Does he love the Mets for $50 million less over the course of contract? Probably not. Right. And, I mean, I get that, 100%. You're, you're right. Jennifer, but, we got um, to run. Thank you for the call. You're, you're always good when you make the phone call. I mean, do you love the Mets to the point you take a Matt Olson kind of extension? If, you, if you're well, willing dude, to do that. The, but hold on. Don't, let's, not, let's not forget, too, what Brandon Nimmo signed for. Like, do you think that who's, I mean, who do you think's better, Pete Alonso or Brandon Nimmo? Pete Alonso. Okay, uh, Brandon Nimmo signed an eight-year, $162 million deal. All right. So I would give Alonso more than that. 
Right, but Matt Olson signed an eight-year, hundred and sixty-eight million dollars. Right, but you can go, you can go eight for for one ninety-eight for two hundred, still reasonable. Yeah, I get it. it just uh, th- honestly, this feels like the this feels like the Saquon Barkley conversation that we're having right now. Uh, yeah, it's similar, except that you're talking about much longer term with Pete than you are with Saquon. Let's break. Right. We'll come back. Knicks horrendous last night. Not the Knicks. The officials. We don't usually do it. We have to today. DNR ninety-eight seven ESPN. Now, getting engaged will be one of the most exciting times of your entire life. And the winning team at London Jewelers is there to help you pop the question. The cutting-edge technology and trained professionals at London Jewelers can help you select a ring from their 2 by London collection or design the absolute perfect ring at any budget. So whether you're starting out or starting over, let the engagement experts at London Jewelers help you. Visit London Jewelers at any of their seven locations, including... Americana in Manhasset and the mall at Short Hills. Thanks for listening to the DPH Rowan Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.